Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mama, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! We wish you a merry two dudes. We wish you a merry two dudes. We wish you a merry two dudes and a movie review. Shit. On on Colin, on Sky, <laughs> on on Swampy's Galore. <laughs> What's going on, me? On on Nolan and Villeneuve. <laughs> And all of you whores. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Twas the night before two dudes mm-hmm. and all through the house. Yeah. Not a movie was playing. Not even Animal House. Beautiful. Thank you. Because <laughs> I had panicked. I was like, I, oh, I no. rhymed house with house. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. I was just like, exactly. <laughs> Not even a mouse hunt. Oh, sorry, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> of all the movies we could have picked, we rhymed mouse hunt with house. <laughs> it works. It almost works. Scrooge. So <laughs> have a have a holly jolly two dudes. Mm-hmm. Here's a review from me to you. Ooh, nice. I'm dreaming, dreaming of, of two dudes. Two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dreaming, dreaming of a Just white like the ones I used to blow. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's dreaming of a white Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Just like the ones he used to blow. Two dudes, two the d- red-nosed assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had a really stupid podcast. (laughs) Two dudes, the pretentious assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Cuomo didn't let those poor dudes go to any movie theaters. (laughs) (laughs) Movie shows. Could you rhyme that? No. Movie games. Yeah. What are reindeer games? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's like a sport. It's just them like clanking antlers together yeah they had it in like the nanago olympics oh yeah yeah yeah. i remember those yeah hmm interesting well christmas is over (laughs) christmas is canceled canceled this year (laughs) cancel culture got around to christmas (laughs) yeah apparently apparently christmas wasn't real kind to the jews oh no (laughs) christmas wasn't kind to the joker Anybody who couldn't get a PlayStation this year. Oh, so a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Except for you. Christmas was very kind to you. Christmas was awesome this year because I got three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, Suck on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I, because uh, I checked a bag because I was like, you know what? It's Christmas. I'll probably be bringing some presents home. I'm going to need an extra bag to, you oh. know. So wait, you checked a bag? Checked a bag. So when you checked it and you gave it to the TSA agent, were they like, what in the world is in that bag? What you got in that bag? <laughs> because no. Ludacris is the yeah. TSA agent now? Mm -hmm. Okay. They were like, what's in the fucking box? <laughs> what's in the fucking box? <laughs> um, but no, I I, uh, I packed a PlayStation 5 in there, unboxed, and then sold it literally an hour after I got off the plane in New York. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. <laughs> or scummy. <laughs> that's scummy. You're like he's got that hot Florida Rona on the, it. The, the guy who, uh, the guy who bought it from me, like came up to me without a mask, and I was wearing a mask. But he was basically just like, like, how'd you get this? And I was like, they're a lot easier to get in Florida. And he was like, you're from Florida? Why are, are you wearing a mask? Or why aren't you wearing like? Yeah, he's like, why are you wearing a mask if you're from Florida? And then I was, and then <laughs> what I does was, that mean? I don't know. But then I was like, well, I'm originally from New York, so I'm trying to be good and like. The guy was not wearing a mask, and he's from New York, so yeah. I was just kind of like, "This guy's being a dick." But then, yeah. uh, I gave him the PlayStation. And I was like, "You can uh, you can unbox it if you want it, like you know, just to make sure, make sure like, it's all there." Yeah, yeah, like I'm cool standing here while you unbox it. And he was like, "No, nah, no, nah, it's okay." And then he got to the car, and his wife was like, "No, unbox it." And then so like I watched him, yeah. but then he like le leaned back and like looked at me, and he was like, "I'll tell you what, I never thought I'd spend this money on my son." <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah. I was like, <laughs> this guy has all the holiday spirit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. That is the perfect segue into what we're doing today because today is our very special Christmas episode. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I don't know why. I was just I was just in a singing mood from the from the intro. Mm -hmm. But we did our Christmas bracket, mm -hmm. and we got a winner, sort of. Because at the time of recording this, we're still two hours away from definitively having an answer, but I think it's close enough to call it. Yeah, yeah. This so, is uh, this is basically like when when all the mail-in ballots came in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're we to call we're it. doing the exact opposite of Nevada. <laughs> yeah, Nevada had everything. It was just like ah, we just can't count. We don't have all the votes yet, but we're like we're calling it. <laughs> yeah, <we're> <laughs> <laughs> estimations are great. <laughs> we're close enough. <laughs> I'm waiting. Uh, the riots that are going to happen when people like there's going to be an outpouring for Christmas vacation. Yeah, and there's it's going to get like 20 votes in the, the last minute and it's mm -hmm. actually going to win. And we're going to release an elf episode and people are going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and people are going to revolt against us. We're going to get nasty emails, letters from our con from our congressman. Yeah. Not even sending them to the congressman. <laughs> the congressman's like, hey, we never do this. But yeah. like. You guys fucked up. Yeah, you are corrupt. You guys are corrupt. <laughs> you will get no stimulus checks. No matter what's decided, you two are excluded. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme also just on on brand with what we've been talking about. I saw a meme that was basically just like, at this point, a PlayStation would have been better than the $600. <laughs> I know, yeah. They but, should just send... That's actually why you can't get a PS5. The government's like secret Santa-ing everybody. Really? <laughs> They're like, yeah. we actually bought out all the PS5s. <laughs> They're all going out to every home. <laughs> Some asshole's like, but I'm an Xbox guy. And it's just like, I think you said Virgin wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm an Xbox guy. I know. Okay, but you have a PlayStation, so you're like, obviously you fuck. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I was going to say, I'm about to brawl you in the snowbank outside. <laughs> Dude, I'm about to fuck you in the snowbank snow outside. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't you hate it when you're fucking in the snowbank and you get frostbite? <laughs> oh my god, don't you hate it when you're you're fucking a snowman and then like the carrot breaks in your asshole? <laughs> so the snowman's fucking you. <laughs> yeah, snowman's fucking you. He's, he's face fucking you. No, like and, you know, you're just like when you're in a sixty nine position mm-hmm. with a snowman. Yeah. Do you want to fuck a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> and I do. The answer is yes. <laughs> really badly. Come here, Olaf. I got blue balls. <laughs> oh no! But that's from the cold. This from the cold. Not yeah, from yeah. not from the cock tease that is Olaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always said Olaf total cock tease. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. J- Josh Gad is just a thirst trap. <laughs> oh yeah. Josh, oh my god, what a hottie. <laughs> oh my god. That's a shirt. That is a shirt. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just a picture of Josh, Josh Gad. Gad. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With a snowman's nose up his ass. <laughs> but that's a common problem with the 69. Is you all, It's hard to keep the nose out of the anus. Mm. I don't know if you've experienced this. Oh, you have a big, big nose. Hey. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I don't have a big nose. I just got a small dick. <laughs> I don't know why that would have any effect. The effect. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted everybody to know. <laughs> so for Christmas this year, Santa, if you can bring me a bigger penis <laughs> on me. I don't want like somebody to arrive and like, hey, <laughs> I got a huge cock. <laughs> Santa sent me. If you uh, if you want to be able to fulfill your, your fantasies of having a larger penis, you can play Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I can't because I have a PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah, and it's broken as hell. It's broke as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I've played it a good amount on the, the Series X and in, knock on wood, I haven't had a, gl- a glitch yet. Yeah, I but. heard that it was fine on the next gens, but it's the it's the, the back ones. And apparently it works fine on PlayStation 4 Pro, but not on the regular. The regular. But I got yeah. regular. I'm a Reggie. I'm a Reggie Bush. Oh. Well, apparently we're getting patches, or you guys are getting patches. I'm punk rock, so I got a bunch of patches. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I got so many fucking patches, embroidered patches, silk screened patches, all of them. <laughs> nice. Yeah, dude. Impressive. I, I got a Hellraiser patch in the other room that's just, just aching to be stitched onto a jacket. Nice. Yeah. Hellraiser, that's actually a cool patch, though. That is a sweet patch. It's not like a, not like shitty, like a, like a closers patch or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard of that band. <laughs> <laughs> I found out literally like this weekend when I was flying back. Brandon texted me. He was like, you, did you know your band is on Spotify? And I was like, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Sweet. <laughs> like, How did that happen? I don't know. And uh, it, it told me that we had four monthly listeners. <laughs> monthly? Yeah. <laughs> so there's four people who have to check in. They're like, like, oh, man, it's been like three and a half weeks. Have I listened to the closers lately? Yeah. <laughs> Mine was like, it's been like three and a half years. Four, four monthly listeners. That's, it's just half of the band. Yeah. It's half of the band can't let go and they keep going back to it. Don't, don't name names, but with your eyes, tell me who you think those four are. Oh yeah, I agree. I a hundred percent agree. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> that guy's a fucking dweeb. <laughs> it's Kieran. It's just Kieran. It's only Kieran. He logs into four different accounts. Yeah, he's got burners solely for the closers. God, I hope he listens to the show so he can just hear me picking on him. <laughs> it's not often I get to, to take shots at Kieran because he's like, he's, I, uh, you know what? Kieran's probably my favorite closer. Kieran is the man. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, uh, 
I remember like my first band in high school, my friend Chris was the the lead singer in it. And he, I basically, I would just come up with something that I'm like, oh, this would be really funny. And then I'd be like, hey, Chris, why don't you do this thing? Like go, like basically just like go out in the middle of the venue and like, like fucking yell, like I shit my pants or something like that. Yeah. And then like, just for my own amusement, like he wouldn't get anything out of it. And yeah. then he would just go do it. And then I would laugh. And then when I went, Kieran joined the closers, I realized that, I could do the same thing with Kieran. Yeah. But then like a year into it, he realized like, you just tell me to do things so you can laugh. He's like, he's like, I don't even think they're funny. <laughs> yeah. He's just a, like, use him as a wind up monkey. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. He's my marionette. <laughs> That's perfect. No, it's good. You need to have friends like that because it's like, if you're the type of person who's not going to do something ridiculous and really like out there, especially like to crowds of strangers and stuff, mm -hmm. but you have a friend who doesn't give a fuck. It's great. I'm, I am a friend who doesn't give a fuck, but the problem is um, all of my friends don't give a fuck. Oh, so when we go out, it would, it would literally be like, be like, yo, go, all right, go yell. I shit myself over there. And then they come back and be like, all right, now you go slap a drink out of that guy's hand <laughs> and you go, okay. And you go do it. And cause like all of us were just like, I don't, I really don't care what happens. Yeah. I don't care about, other people's perception of me, especially the general public. Yeah. I hear you. You know, the classic moves, me and my buds, uh, me and my buds, Tom, Jason, we used to go walk around the mall, a bunch of mall, mall rats. Mm -hmm. You'd stand at the top, like looking over and just shout, Hey, asshole. And see who turns around. <laughs> my favorite, Those guys are assholes. I, <laughs> I actually think my favorite Kieran story wasn't something I told him to do, but on the way to a show in Syracuse, we would always see this like thrift store and we stopped at it one day and he bought like for like dirt cheap, this like giant military trench coat. And, nice. and we played the show. And then afterwards he was wearing it outside the venue, like smoking a cigarette. And I remember like I walked outside to see like what everyone was doing. And I walk out and Kieran's wearing the, like the military trench coat and he's talking to this girl and he's basically just like, yeah, like I, I served. <laughs> he's like, <"Yeah." laughs> and, I, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. So I came back in. I think I told Nikki, I was like, Kieran's macking it out there using the, the trench coat that he just bought for like five bucks. <laughs> That's such a good, that, what else is a trench coat for? If not to Mac, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I got three. This isn't pointless. They, they're identical. They just bought them for different macking scenarios it had like a like, i never have it on me when i need it so i end up getting a new one while i'm out yeah it's like when you travel <laughs> you it's like i travel light so i don't pack like socks or whatever i just buy them when i land wherever mm -hmm. i'm at but uh no none of that's true literally none of that's true. well your story's true yeah but i don't have any trench coats oh okay me neither i don't know why i don't i have this weird form of i don't know what kind of mental illness it would fall under. It's gotta be somewhere on the spectrum because I get these random fits where I have an urge to purchase a, a outfit an outfit for wearing. I don't even know for what occasion. So recently I had the urge to purchase Janko jeans, a no fear. No, hoodie, I remember that. Right. Yeah, tell me about that metal yeah. ball necklace and a bucket hat. Mm hmm. And I guess I would wear it on Halloween to just be like, I'm a tool from the nineties. <laughs> 
like that's it. But my problem is I would probably wear it out occasionally, but it has to be all worn together. The pieces have to be put together. Mm-hmm. And now recently I really want to get a black turtleneck, a gold <laughs> chain <laughs> and like a tan uh, wool overcoat. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. What am I going <laughs> to like? I'll wear the fuck at it and I feel like it would look awesome, but it's so not my style whatsoever. <laughs> so like for me to wear, it would be out of character and I would need an occasion, but I feel like the occasion would be like, if you're a James Bond villain, that's exactly the idea It's the James Bond. Look like yeah. uh, it's like that kind of feel. So like, I feel like I would wear that and someone would be like, what's the occasion? Like, well, the occasion was today's the day I wore my outfit, like this outfit. (laughs) That's the occasion. Yeah. The occasion is it's outfit day. (laughs) It's turtleneck outfit day. I never wear a gold chain. I don't wear any necklaces. Yeah. I was going to say, but if I have a turtleneck, I need, I need chain. Yeah. Turtleneck and chain, baby. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, we did not do a, uh, a secret Santa this year for you and me. Even no. though it's no secret because there's two of us. But can you pass me that blue bag? Oh. So we didn't discuss any of this. And I'm going to yeah, just throw it. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't mention we're in the same room again. We are, yeah. That's a few episodes recently. Which one is it? Okay, yeah, that's the one. So we didn't discuss doing gifts. Okay. And this has nothing to do with movies, and this is not something I would have gotten you. Okay. But I want you to know, so you don't feel bad. Yeah. I spent no money on this. Oh, nice. It's not a re-gift. <laughs> okay. But it was a, a free gift. <laughs> <laughs> and it's ridiculous. Okay. How'd you get it? Or should I open it then? Well, it's not wrapped. Okay. But I want you to know... The reason I'm giving you this is because I also have one so we can match. Oh, shit. Okay. So, oh, I want to throw it. All right. Merry Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is so douchey. Yeah. Isn't it? It's awesome, dude. Is yours matching? Like the exact it's same the thing? the exact same watch. So basically, um, it's a watch. Um, and it's a hustler watch. Yeah. It's like, got the nudie, like, a, like the nudies. Yeah. It's got like the silhouette of a naked woman on it and it says hardcore in 74 <laughs> and it's all silver. <laughs> yeah. But if you also notice in the back, like on that silver face plate, it's a bunch of the hustler H like oh. that's making up the pattern in the back. So it is classy. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, it does definitely have a silhouette of a naked lady on it. <laughs> yeah. But, but. But look, it's pretty nice. It's blinging. So I, I wrapped a bunch of stuff that I got myself to give myself for Christmas <laughs> from Santa. Santa, yeah. Because I need Logan to still believe, and he's gonna like open up presents and then be like, "Wait, how come Daddy didn't get anything? Oh, he must have been naughty." Daddy's on the naughty list. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a naughty Daddy. <laughs> I'm a, I will, at first I was a nasty Daddy, but now I'm a naughty Daddy. <laughs> Check this one out. I got a Bruce Lee watch too. Oh wow! Sweet, right? <laughs> I like the I like the face that he's got in that one. He's got a sweet face. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. We should just keep throwing stuff back and forth, forth to, to each, each other, other yeah. all episode, even if we're not in the same room. Here, check this out. <laughs> oh my god! I almost just took your eye out <laughs> with a Dragon Ball Z card. Damn! You can keep it. It's piccolo looking, thickolo. Yeah. <laughs> 
thin. Piccolo's Piccolo. Piccolo's like Dummy a Piccolo. Piccolo. <laughs> Beautiful. But yeah, now we have matching hustler watches. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's v- very doodly. That's yeah, very. Doodly. It's super doodly. Has nothing to do with movies whatsoever. <laughs> but it's okay. It's totally fine. I'm gonna put it on. Do it. You, maybe you don't need any links out. Maybe you need a couple. You might need one or two out. I don't know. We'll see. I need a few. I got a skinny wrist. Yeah, you probably need like one I, out. Yeah. At least one. Maybe one on both sides and you'd be perfect. I got to set the time on this. <laughs> I got to set the time. <laughs> there might be a plastic clip in the back that you got to take out, like in behind oh, the peg. There is, yep. Yep, and that, that that's so it's not wasting your battery before you uh, got to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Now we're both hustlers. <laughs> Hey, I was flipping PlayStations. Technically, I am. I, a I, I, that's why I was like, you know what? I have to give him the watch because he's got a PlayStation 5. So obviously he fucks. <laughs> and this watch can only go to those who fuck. <laughs> fuck. Those who fuck. <laughs> All right, mister. Yeah. We've been off track. Oh, hell yeah. From, from the get-go. But I'm just happy we're here. I'm happy we're doing this. Happy to have you. We are both in our Christmas garb. Yep. You... In your stormtrooper Christmas sweater, mm-hmm. I do not own any Christmas sweaters. I have the cat onesie that, that I wore for you once. Yeah, last I'll surprise year's, you. Yeah, yep, last, last year's. year's uh, this year I'm wearing my Die Hard shirt, which is still Christmassy, so that's good. It, it's I I argue that it is my Christmas shirt because it does say Ho 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 on the back. Yeah, it says now I have a machine gun Ho Ho Ho. More specifically, written in blood. <laughs> But speaking of which, we had our bracket. We had our Christmas bracket. We have a winner, sort of, close enough. And you want to, like, break down this yeah. this bracket? Yeah, let's break it down. We've said this a bunch. I, I guess it's probably just um, part of the course uh, when you the show gains more popular or more popularity. We should be getting more votes. But this was definitely the most voted on bracket. Okay, because there was there was some that I was like, holy shit, this got a lot of votes, but we did a smaller one mainly just because of time restraints. But we did sixteen instead of thirty two movies. We did sixteen last year, though. I think pretty yeah. sure we did sixteen seeds. But honestly, I don't think there's thirty two Christmas I movies that are thing. good enough. Yeah. to put on a list. Most of them are going to be like thirty percent or below on Rotten Tomatoes. That's that's actually the thing about the the Christmas like bracket that we've been doing because it was the same thing last year. There are Christmas movies that I think people hold like near and dear, but a lot of them aren't really that good. Like, um, one of the final four in this was the Santa Claus, and we yeah. both recently rewatched the Santa Claus. And the first one, like, I like it, but I fully acknowledge that that is not a very good movie. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I rewatched it. This is a point I actually wanted to make. So, <clears throat> bunch of movies on this list. And even even in the movie we're talking about today, what is it about Christmas movies where they're just like, you know, who's the worst? Your father. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of them. Your dad's a piece of shit. He better learn the fuck about Christmas. (laughs) I feel like I'm doing such a like a good job for Christmas for for Logan this year. Like he made snowman at my at my dad's. We got, you saw, I got the Christmas lights around. I mean, I keep those Christmas lights in my living room literally all year. (laughs) Yeah. They wrap around my window and the door frame, but I put the Christmas tree up and that's all lit up Mm -hmm. and, uh, put our stockings up and we decorated our stockings with pins, like enamel pins. And that's pretty uh, cool. 
Yeah. I'm all, I'm all on top of this Christmas shit. Why are they making it out? Like, Hey, if you're a dad, guess what? You suck at Christmas, especially if you are divorced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like my, I forgot. I kind of wish the Santa Claus won because I, I had watched it so recently and I had so many notes on it. Oh, it's, it, there's so many things to talk about, dude. I completely forgot about the whole Denny's bit. Where oh, he goes great. to Denny's and it's just a bunch of single dads who fucked up the turkey. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, why? It's like you look at the movie and it's like, it's written by men. <laughs> it's directed by men and it's primarily starring men. Yeah. And they're all just like, yeah, we suck. <laughs> yeah. They're like, dads can't cook. Dads can't Christmas right. They fuck it. They fuck it up every time. <laughs> there's uh there's oh man we could just talk real quick about it but like, there was one thing where uh i was just like talking about the movie i was like yeah and then they go to the north pole and then they meet a uh a, an elf from the north pole who definitely smokes weed and thinks he's jamaican yeah <laughs> and then brandon said it even better brandon was like they go to the north pole and meet an elf who's clearly from brooklyn I know <laughs> because the way he talks, Santa fell off his sleigh. You are the Santa Claus oh, it's now. <laughs> it's it's part of the it's part of the fucking it's part of the fucking contract on the goddamn CAD. I made in Boston. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. I've been sliding into Boston so much lately. Well, I get in the cash, Charlene. <laughs> I love uh, I love that part. And then I told you this. I think over the phone the other day, but. <laughs> when they, uh, when essentially the dad abducts the child at the end of the movie and he's still the hero. I know. <laughs> um, I know. He commits a felony. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, let Santa go. And they're like, this guy literally kidnapped. <laughs> See, I like, I feel like the Santa Claus should have had the ending that bad Santa had. Where he gets gunned down in the driveway, driveway. <laughs> as soon as they see him. I uh, I said to while we were watching, I was like, this movie would make the perfect horror trailer. Like, you ever see those ones where it's like, oh, yeah, this like movie? Yeah, so Miss I looked Delphi it up and there it. is one already of it. Oh, I gotta perfect. watch that. Oh. They like make it like a psychological thriller. Like the dad, it actually is insane. He thinks he's like Santa Claus and he's, he's like abducting the, chi like the children. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like the part where the mom like runs out into like the road and she's like, like Charlie. And then it's like, <laughs> 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 awesome. Yeah. But, uh, I, I love the part where, they're doing like adjustments on Santa's sleigh and his child who's like four years old is like leaning over like the front of the sleigh with like a control panel open and he's holding a hammer. And I'm oh. like, when did this four year old become an engineer? Yeah. And then he basically is just like, Hey dad, I equipped your, uh, your sleigh with a Keurig. And he's like, how could I do this without you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing about that whole story. It's like, and Jingle All the Way does the exact same thing too. Both Jingle All the Way and the Santa Claus are based around these fathers who are not attentive and they're not around for their child. So then at this like last ditch effort on Christmas Eve, <laughs> they make these grand gestures of Christmas spirit and love and affection. But even in doing so, they are still not with their fucking child. <laughs> so like Tim Allen's just like, ah, I'm not there for my boy, but now I'm Santa. 
So I got to go because <laughs> yeah. I'm Santa. <laughs> so you can't go with me, fucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm still not with you. And then the same thing with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's, he's just like, my dad's never there. And he's like, I got to get the Turbo Man down. <laughs> and so then he's oh, out Jimmy. trying to get Turbo Man. <laughs> and then he miss, quote, misses sort of the parade. And his son is just like, yeah, my dad's a fucking letdown. <laughs> because he's off gallivanting around town with Sinbad. Yeah. So even, even Breaking still. Breaking the law. Yeah. Oh, so many laws are broken, especially <laughs> yeah. Jingle All the Way. Yeah, it's bad. The rap sheet. And then when the cop realizes, like, oh, it's the same guy, he just lets him go. Yeah. He's like, well, he's Turbo Man. He'd beat the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. That guy took down the fucking Predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is a Terminator. <laughs> yeah. He saved John Connor only to immediately kill him <laughs> like a week later in the Bahamas. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stupid. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. But yeah, there's, like I said, there's a lot of movies on here that I like, but I fully acknowledge they're not like great movies. But I think that's what also makes the holiday bracket fun is it's pretty wide open in terms of what could win. And not all the movies are movies where we're going to be like, oh, this movie won? Like, yeah, this is a classic. Let's just, like, blow our load to it the entire time. So we'll just get into it. But the first round, like I said, there were 16 movies. The number one seed versus the 16th seed. The Nightmare Before Christmas versus Eight Crazy Nights. Nightmare Before Christmas won 78% to 22%. Okay. So, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas is the other Snowpiercer by the way. Oh, so I actually had an idea for this. I kind of wish we added the thing to this list because there's so much snow in it. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it would be really funny as like a running joke on the show that every single bracket we do, we put the thing on it. Because <laughs> that's thing, another snow one. Snowpiercer and Nightmare Before Christmas. Dude, those three have shown up on more brackets than any other movie. Yeah. The thing <laughs> I think I put on almost any bracket, like, because we put it on for... The isolation one. Isolation. We did it for our jerk off movie bracket, right? Or did I leave that off? Um, I think I left that off. Actually, it was. I think it was on the short list, or yeah. we have been talking about it. But and then it was on another one, though. It was on the Halloween ones. Yeah, and uh, was it on the? Yeah, no, it was on the isolation one. And what was the other one? We oh no, maybe this, it was this, just on dystopian. That. We didn't do it, but the isolation one we did. Yeah, yeah. I think we've had it on two or three though. Yeah, and Snowpiercer we've had on like. Three, three, or four. and I think Never Before Christmas we've had on like four now. Yeah, because we've used it, I think, for both Halloweens and both <laughs> Christmas brackets yeah. now. Yeah. So, but Never Before Christmas won this one. Um, no surprise there. We actually got a comment being like, "People actually voted for Eight Crazy Nights on this one." <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> who uh, who was that? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll give him a shout out later on in the episode if yeah, we remember I'll, to do that. <laughs> We're forgetful. But we had Die Hard, uh, the, the second seed going up against Jingle All the Way, the 15th seed. Die Hard won 70% to 30%. Now, the last time we did the holiday bracket, Edward Scissorhands went to the final and lost to Home Alone. Edward Scissorhands was the third seed on this bracket going up against How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 14th seed. And Edward Scissorhands lost 39 to 61. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> from Went from the finals to losing against The, the Grinch. Grinch. <laughs> which I also rewatched recently and yeah. is lo a, a lot worse than I remembered. Really? Because I actually rewatched it this like uh, season also and I still really liked it. I didn't think it was bad. It is the Jim Carrey show. Like I was like, oh yeah, I like that much of it. But then like fucking Cindy Lou who starts singing and I was like, oh, I forgot about this. I yeah. hate this. <laughs> yeah. 
Where are you, X Lax? <laughs> oh! <laughs> the, the notes, the high notes. Yeah. I was like, stop. Stop it. <laughs> what are you doing? You fucking who? <laughs> but I like a lot of the jokes in the movie still. Like, there's that movie has a lot of jokes just for adults. Like, there's the one line where he's like, uh, like, uh, honey, our baby's here. It looks kind of like your boss. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 All right. Fine. There's, there is some fun humor in it. Uh, the fourth seed, a Christmas story going up against the 13th seed Krampus, a Christmas story won 60 to 40. I'll tell you, I actually kind of wanted Krampus to win that. Me too. I really, I almost wanted Krampus to win the whole thing just because I, I've been watching so many Christmas movies and I wanted to, to change up the feeling, the mm-hmm. Christmas feeling. And I haven't watched that movie since like the year it came out or the year after it came out. And also it would be cool to like, how funny would it be? Like, it's our Christmas special. We're doing a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we just did a Halloween bracket like yeah. two months ago. Well, for our Halloween bracket, a comedy one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> the fifth seed was gremlins going up against the 12th seed national lampoons, Christmas vacation and national lampoons won 67% to 33%. Um, yeah. I was actually, I shouldn't really be surprised because Christmas vacation is such a classic, but, yeah. uh, like gremlins has like an 80, what is it? 85%. And I know a lot of people really like gremlins. I, when I, we, cause we didn't put this on the bracket last year for, for Christmas. And I think the reason was like, I definitely feel like that would win or go very far and I lost in the first round, but maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I was just surprised. Cause I, for whatever reason, thought it had a chance to win the whole thing. Yeah. I I think every time we do one of these brackets, it seems like the first round, there's always at least one matchup where we're like, ooh, that's a pretty tough one. For me, this one was the tough one out of this whole bracket where I was like, this is actually like a difficult decision for me to make. Yeah. Because again, same thing, or it's just like Gremlins would have been an interesting movie to do for a Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I was also... It's hard for me to vote against Na- National Lampoons. Like, I, I love say, Chevy Chase. Yeah, so. National Lampoons is Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you know, like actually a Christmas movie. Yeah, um, the sixth seed versus the twelfth or the eleventh seed, Elf versus Black Christmas, the nineteen seventy four one. Not that that no, new that one. New with one. Yeah. Imogen Poots. That was um, Bunzo. But Elf won eighty one percent to nineteen percent. I, I think saw that, that coming. I, I think, think that's the biggest. Yeah, that's the biggest uh, landslide. Yeah. And the seventh seed versus the 10th seed, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone versus Scrooge. Harry Potter won 61% to 39%. This pissed me off royally because <laughs> Harry Potter's not even a fucking Christmas movie and Scrooge is one of the best Christmas movies ever. I it's thought, my favorite Christmas movie. I was gonna. Th- I, I thought about you because I think it was either the last episode or two episodes ago. You're like, Scrooge is my favorite Christmas episode. And in my head, I'm just like, you just guaranteed that it would get destroyed in the bracket. <laughs> I know because the fucking swampies hate me. Apparently. Yeah, dude, they always vote against me. I, um, we talked about this. Like I actually really like the first one. The first one might be my favorite one because it has so much nostalgia and it has like holiday vibes to it. Yeah. It does but, feel very Christmas. But, but we were kind of like, I don't know if we should put it on because like one, I think it'll go far and it's not a, a Christmas movie at all, but like, we kind of had to because it actually got the second most votes amongst all like the people who voted for movies. So we, yeah. So I was like, okay. And then, but once the matchup came up and that's how it seated, I was like, I think Scrooge is going to lose. Cause I actually had a feeling Harry Potter was going to win the whole thing. I, I kind of felt that too. Like, I think when we were texting and we were, I was like, we should probably take Harry Potter off. Cause <laughs> I was, I was worried that it was going to win. And it's just like, well, now we're just reviewing a Harry Potter movie and it has nothing <laughs> to fucking do with Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> 
except, except the end where they're just like, what did you get? And it's like, I got a fig or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know, man. Continue. <laughs> okay. Move on. <laughs> and the last matchup of the first round, the Muppet Christmas Carol, the eighth seed versus the Santa Claus, the ninth seed, and the Santa Claus won 77% to 23%. I kind of saw that coming, but I was almost hoping that the Muppets would win just so we can do the mic. Michael Caine bit again. <laughs> again. <laughs> Michael Caine. Um, the second round, it was Nightmare Before Christmas versus The Grinch, and The Grinch beat Nightmare Before Christmas 52% to 48%. I couldn't fucking believe this. Yeah, I was... I was Night- uh, Nightmare has made it to the finals in almost every bracket it's fucking in. And then, yeah, then it lost to The Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> what? I know. The I lowest, know. like the lowest remaining seed on the fucking card and it lost. Yeah. It's got a rotten score. The Grinch. Grinch is at 49. Jesus. 95 to 40, 49. But the Grinch <laughs> won. Uh, Die Hard versus National Lampoons. This, I think, was the closest. National Lampoons won 51% to 49%. I know. I was really surprised. I almost thought, just based on like our demographic, that Die Hard would have taken it. I The movies that I was like, they're the favorites for me, were Nightmare Die Hard, Edward Scissorhands, Gremlins, and then, yeah, I would say those four. And then Harry Potter, I guess, like yeah. those five. And they were all out by, like, the second round. Yeah, so, so we just, just, like, threw our hands up, like, well, I guess we're going to hate this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Christmas Story, literally, like, the Christmas movie versus the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus won 61% to 39%. Thank fucking God, because I do not like a Christmas Story. You don't like it at all? No, I can't watch it anymore. See, I, I don't know if I don't know if I think it's not good or if I'm just so exhausted on it. That's that's how it is for me because I didn't really want to review it strictly just because a Christmas story might actually be my most watched movie of all time, but not by choice. It's because it's on every Christmas. It plays on repeat every Christmas for 24 hours. For tw- it's yeah. playing on so Christmas. Like, so it'll just be on in the background. And you're just mm-hmm. it's all day. And I don't know why. I mean, if I'm at a house and they do that, I just, I turn it off. I'm like, just put on a fucking Yule log. <laughs> like, I don't want this in my life. See, we usually put that on. And then after it plays once, we usually switch to another Christmas movie, whatever's on TV. Yeah. But there were like definitely a few years where it was on repeat. And like, I'm just like, yeah. And one day I watched it like four times. Like, that's usually how much I watch like my favorite movie of the year over the course of a year. Yeah. <laughs> and So I watched a Christmas story like five times today. But I um, oh, fucking hate it. Yeah, I, I didn't want to review that one, even though I acknowledge that that's like considered the Christmas movie. Yeah. And then Elf versus Harry Potter. Elf won 72% to 28%. Now that I think is the biggest upset of the whole thing, just because it's like not only I was surprised that Elf beat Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I think it won because it is more of a Christmas movie. Yeah. But the fact that it won by that much. Yeah. It won I was by like, a lot. wow. I think once that happened, I was like, kind of think elf's going to win the whole thing. Yeah. Next up was the elf, the elf, the elf. elf versus the Grinch and elf won 59 to 41. Still really close and surprised. The Grinch fucking held out. Yeah. You know, it was actually funny. I think, no, no, it was the next matchup. The Grinch matchup. I was kind of like, Oh, Elf's going to win like pretty like I was pretty confident after I checked it with maybe like six hours left based on yeah. I think it was down by like 15 votes or something like that. But uh, the, the next matchup, the Santa Claus versus National Lampoons, the Santa Claus was winning by like five votes with like an hour left. 
I know we, I think both of us thought it was going to come down to Elf and Santa Claus. And then af, after it ended, I texted you. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. National it's Lampoon's got a bunch of votes at the end and Christmas just squeaked vacation, it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so 51% to 49%. So the final was Elf versus National Lampoon's and Elf won 59 to 41%. Close. Yeah. Pretty close. So that's, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing today. We're doing Elf. Here we are. How many, did you watch this? Like rewatch it? No. No? Okay. I didn't have access to it. Okay. Because um, that was the thing. Is I was I went to try to rent it, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. It only had an option to buy, and it was like $15, and I was like, I'm not doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... Uh, but I've lo- seen it a lot. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I actually was looking for it today on, like, streaming services and couldn't find it for the longest time, and then finally found it. AMC has a streaming app. But yep. you can only access it if you pay for, like, cable or whatever. Right. So I use my parents' account. But I watched it on that. But I also watched it, like, two weeks ago. So I've actually watched it twice in the last, like, two weeks. Okay. You know, uh, I did watch. They do. Um, they got these documentaries on, mm-hmm. on Netflix. And they did the Christmas movies that made us. They've done a movies that made us. And it started as the toys that made us. Yeah. Um, so I watched. I actually watched both of them. Mm-hmm. Me too. The, the Nightmare one as well. Also, just real quick before we get into Elf. Um Watching that Nightmare Before Christmas one, like, granted, like, the episode is told through, like, it's it's kind of, like, got, like, whimsy, and it's, like, it's, you know, <laughs> lighthearted, the whole thing. But yeah. after watching it, I'm like, Tim Burton? Kind of a dick. <laughs> kicked kicked a hole in a wall. It's, like, the only thing he actually did on set, yeah. seemingly. It's, I, um, like, it's, like, they made the movie for him, and then they would be like, hey, Tim, this is what we have, and he'd be like... I love this. I fucking hate this. And he would throw a temper tantrum, basically. And then he would throw a temper tantrum, and then he would leave. They're like, yeah, he showed up with an entourage on that day. <laughs> he kicked a hole in the wall, and then he left for another month. Mm-hmm. And then his name's on the on the poster. <laughs> yeah, right on top. People don't even know who directed it and yeah. stuff. I was wondering when I started it up, because like you would assume that... Because the, the way they, they do these episodes is it kind of goes into like how things came about, like who came together to make the movie. And then it goes yeah. into the production. So like, I was assuming like early on in this episode, Tim Burton's going to talk about like how he came up with the idea or something like that. Oh. And then he's not in it. And I'm like, I have a feeling that he's not going to be in this at all. And yeah, yeah. that's what I, like they show pictures of him and stuff like that. And right. it was still really interesting, but yeah, you get the, you get the vibe that like almost, and people still worked with them all like Danny Elfman and, um, oh, like literally, like and all that yeah, stuff. Like all of those people are like friends of his and like worked with them. Yeah, which is another thing that's crazy because like especially you hear about like you know difficult productions and things like that, and then it's just like yeah, like it kind of like damaged our relationship. And it's just funny that like <laughs> he he wasn't as hands on with that movie as people assume like it's definitely his vision it's his creation like he drew these characters like he's had them for so long and like he wanted to make this movie but like he didn't write the script mm-hmm. he didn't write the songs yeah he didn't you know he wasn't sculpt he wasn't a, he's not a sculptor he wasn't sculpting the the clay he mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't directing it he wasn't on set like he wasn't there for it yeah that's why when Tim I, Burton's <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas that's why I always say like I think I said it a few episodes ago like Tim Burton esque or like a Tim Burton adjacent for Nightmare Before right, Christmas. Like right. everyone, I feel like that's something everybody thinks that he directed it. Yeah. So still one of my favorite movies, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that I was going to mention before we get into like all the, uh, you know, like how we feel about Elf and stuff like that. But a lot of the stuff I was going to mention just about the production stuff, you can, you can find out in that documentary. 
But I found the making of this movie and just kind of like this, how everything came together very interesting. Mainly just because like, you know, compared to Nightmare, Tim Burton was basically like a rock star at the time. Like he was doing Batman. He did Edward Scissorhands. This movie is basically just like, like nobody was a name. Yeah. Like even, even Will Ferrell when this movie came about wasn't, like a big deal. Yeah, he was just Saturday Night Live. He yeah. was a big deal to me because, especially back then, I was watching Saturday Night Live religiously. Mm-hmm. Like every fucking because when he was, it's not like I could go out. Like I wasn't at an age where I even had like a license, like a permit or anything. You know. Yeah. Um. So I was always, I was always home, and I would watch it every fucking week. So like his era, like so for me, Will Ferrell was huge. Like I didn't even if you said like Will Ferrell's in a movie, I'm like, sweet. Like I liked, I, I liked night at the Roxbury back then. I was going to say superstar. Mm-hmm, and, me too. I was going to say like the only movie that he was really a lead in was night at the Roxbury. And that movie wasn't like good. Re- yeah, yeah. Received was, well, like panned. I, I watch no it now. Money. So I like it. Like, I think it's really yeah. funny. Yeah, it's but, ridiculous. And, it's stupid. And superstar, I think is really funny. Also, he's not, yeah. he's not a main character, but he's in that movie a lot, but critics, don't like dumb comedy. Yeah. But there is a place in, in the Pantheon for stupid comedy. Like McGruber has like a 13 and it's the funniest fucking movie ever written. <laughs> well, I mean, even uh, I mean, dumb and dumber is like a yeah. classic and that's, that's actually from this studio that made elf. Yeah. New line. New line. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like there's, there's some movies that I guess, yeah, critics are just like this thing is fucking trash, and it gets destroyed, and then like ten years later, it's like it's uh, the biggest what, thing ever. What a classic! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. D- David Barenbaum though is the uh, director on this. Oh no, he's not the director. He's the writer on this movie. Sorry, but like he came up with the idea from this movie. I think it's funny because he actually he, he he's Jewish, but he was like obsessed with like Christmas movies, and his dad like passed away around Christmas and stuff like that. So a lot of the themes in this movie about the dad is really like almost like a therapy session for him. Like it was something that he really wanted to talk about and it hits home for him. And then when they got John Favreau involved, who directed elf, he also like his mom passed away around Christmas. So they like, you know, we're right on the same page with like this, the heart of this movie needs to be a family movie. Yeah. And new line cinema, who is the, you know, studio that produced, they wanted to like basically change everything. Cause they were attached to all the like radar horror movies and, you know, radar raunchy comedies or dumb comedies and stuff like that. So a lot of th- things in the movie, they were trying to get rid of like all the family values in it. And yeah, and they're ma- trying to make it, make it one of theirs. Yeah. They're like, what if his dick is hanging out of his pants the whole time? <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome? And then they Cyberpunk just punk 2077 style. <laughs> yeah. They just settled for Will Ferrell's bulge and yellow tights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll compromise. Okay? Just get rid of the green coat so we can see that package. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this movie's really interesting in how it came about because it's a lot of like either nobodies or people that weren't really, you know, uh, names at the time. And then some of them like have become huge. John Favreau's huge. I mean, oh, Will yeah. Ferrell's huge, you know, despite some of his movies not being Zo- great. Yeah. Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel. Yeah. That's your, that's your girl. Yeah. That's I know. Girl. Were you happy? Were you happy to see it? It's just like, you know what? At least she won something for our show. Yeah. <laughs> this is the award she'll get. Well, she already got an award. Yeah, <laughs> the celebrity crush of yours. Yeah, <laughs> what an what an what honor! <laughs> she's she's just jumping with joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
one thing I also like about this movie that we'll get into everything, but there are a lot of uh, really cool kind of, I don't know if they're cameos, but the side characters in this movie have a lot of like significance to like Christmas classics and stuff like that. Yeah. Because Bob Newhart, who plays Papa Elf, he was the voice of a character in the Rudolph movie. Yep. And then uh, Peter Billingsley, who is actually uncredited in, in this movie, uh, but that's Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Right. So they have like all these people in the movie that are like tied to Christmas classics because the goal when making this movie, they were like, we're going to try it. Like, we're going to make a classic. Yeah. So, or just, do you, well, how about this? Do you think they were like, we want to make a Christmas classic or we are going to make a Christmas movie like the classics? Because I think that's more of what it is, is like they wanted it to, because, you know, I don't, I don't think just by judging, like, like having heard all of these different like players in, in the roles, especially like the behind the scenes stuff. I can't imagine them having like the hubris to be like, we're making a fucking classic film. I, I feel like they were just like, these are the elements that we loved the most from these classic Christmas movies. So let's make sure that they are here. Yeah. And just by doing that and pulling from those sources, they did make a Christmas classic because they're doing what the classics do. Mm hmm. I could I could definitely see that. I know John Favreau had like a list of like three things that he wanted it to be, and one of them was like basically just like we're like I want this to be a Christmas classic one day, but uh, I mean you can't you can't make a film basically being like what's it gonna be and you're like it's gonna be a classic, it's gonna be a classic. <laughs> Everyone's gonna fucking love it. So I I do think you're definitely right. Where it's like we're gonna pull from like you know the most iconic like things, even the 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 aesthetic of like the costumes and everything. It's oh, yeah. it's straight up old Christmas movies from the, what's it called? Uh, Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass. Yeah. yeah. So like, and which they actually got sued for, but yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we can just get into it. I already said, you know, John Favreau is the director at this point. He hadn't done anything except for a movie called made, but I mean, now he's yeah. you know, synonymous actually with like the MCU, the MCU <laughs> and now star Wars, literally being a part of the best thing to happen to star Wars since the original trilogy. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David Barenbaum, he was the writer cast, you know, we already mentioned Will Ferrell, but James Caan, he's in this mm-hmm. movie. He plays Walter. Uh, we mentioned Zoe Deschanel, Mary Stenbergen. She is uh, Emily and Daniel Tay. I think it's Tay is Michael. Either way, I think he's irre- irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I, yeah. Um, and then you got like I, we already mentioned Bob Newhart and Peter Billingsley, but Peter Dinklage shows up in this movie. Phase on Love. So there's some. That's of- really early for Dinklage. This is probably mm-hmm. the first thing where I saw him and like. Or I could remember like seeing him, like the earliest thing of his. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I also love him in his little it's not even the elf joke. Yeah. Like his dialogue I love. Right. Like, I think his, his section's really funny. But yeah, I mean, where do you want to start with this? Do you have do you have a, a particular part? Well, do you remember I don't think I don't think I saw this in theaters. I actually don't remember. I, I remember seeing this in theaters as a kid. Actually, you know what? I might have seen this in theaters. Oh, oh yeah. You keep your ticket stubs. I have old ticket stubs in a stack somewhere. I'm not going to spend this whole episode digging for them. <laughs> but if I find them. Just like, most of it. <laughs> just yeah, just the rest of it. <laughs> I'll say this, though. Like I remember seeing this movie as a kid and enjoying it, but not loving it as a kid. And then I actually got a uh, like a bigger appreciation for it later down the road. Really? Yeah. 
I feel like I, I really liked it when it first came out. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I might have seen it in theaters. I just I just can't put myself. I just can't put my like a mind there. Like I'm like maybe I didn't. Uh, but there would have been at a time where I was going to the movies all the time with with my mom. And stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's she also like loves going to the movies. So I do remember it being like pretty cool. Like I I, I enjoyed it. Like I thought that the here the, here's a good place to go into the. I think the comedy in this movie out of all of these like Christmas movies, cause now like I'm going back and rewatching them. I think this movie does the best job at remaining wholesome and Christmassy, but also having humor in it for grownups. Yeah. I'll agree with and that without being like totally dirty. Like there are some things that where they're like making dirtier jokes, mm-hmm. But I feel like even in those moments, it never feels like, um, I don't, I don't know, like it, it never loses its its charm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think th- this is probably one of the, like the the better written in terms of the comedy, better written Christmas movies to mm-hmm. to be made. I think you know if the writing wasn't so strong on it, it probably would have never gotten greenlit. Yeah, because a big portion of it getting green was that they had Will Ferrell attached before they went to a studio with it. Right. Like they, they brought it to Will Ferrell's agent. He showed it to Will Ferrell and they, they loved it. They're like, this thing is awesome. Like the script is so good on this. And I mean, if it was probably just, if it was like a run of the mill comedy or if the comedy wasn't that good in the script, they probably wouldn't have gotten a big name like Will Ferrell or I mean, yeah. granted or yeah. Will Ferrell wasn't a huge name, but they got someone who was actually someone you know, to be right. this main character. But yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think the movie's funnier as an adult, honestly. I don't know yeah. why. There's just cer- certain things like watching it now that I was like, maybe it was because as a kid, I was just kind of like, yeah, like that's like how elves are. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> you, duh, that's how elves are. are. Jeez, but I don't know. Like there's something about it watching it now for me that makes like, there's one thing that happened recently Oh, the scene with John Favreau in the doctor's office. I was cracking up at for whatever oh, reason. Yeah. yeah. I actually think it's funnier now. So it ages really well. Is basically what I was going to get to. Yeah. One thing I really like though, and this is another thing like as a kid, like I don't think I appreciated this as much, but I love what they did with the visuals on this movie in terms oh, of yeah. like how we're going to use CGI or the lack thereof. And then also like, you know what? We're not going to use CGI. We're going to go with stop motion and stuff like that. Like, the aesthetic of the movie is very old school and the tricks that they pull to not use CGI are super cool. Like the yeah. force perspective stuff with him when he's at the North pole, you know, they, they cover that in that documentary. I think that's so cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And like, I think cause like, yeah, you're right. They did mention it in that documentary, but it does do a good job. And I think that's why the movie, it helps the movie age. Well, it's not the whole reason why it ages well. Again, that goes back to just having a great script. But I think when you look at the movie, you don't look at it and go like, oh, I, f- I can feel exactly when this is made. Like mm-hmm. when I watch the Santa Claus and like the scenes where he flies away on the. Oh, you know, it's, it's like, so rough. So rough. Same jingle all the way. Like you, the Grinch, you can feel like exactly what year it is. Mm-hmm. Like you're watching the Santa Claus and you're like, what is this mid nineties? And you go and look it up and you're like, yes, yeah, exactly when it is. <laughs> And then same thing with the Grinch was like, okay, early two thousands. But, but this one, like 
I think because they steered clear of of the CGI and like because that is something that like obviously as that gets better with time when mm-hmm. you go back and watch old movies those things kind of become like oh like really stand out so uh, that was definitely like a I think that was like a smart decision for them to do it and then also again like they're trying to pull from these classics and those classics didn't have the the access to that stuff that we have now. So if you're trying to make something in the vein of those classic movies, make them like those classic movies would have made them. Mm -hmm. So I think that it just helps to the overall like through line to the production. Yeah. For, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about also with like the forced perspective thing, um, the scenes where Will Ferrell is like sitting in the classroom with the other elves and he looks huge. There's no CGI or green screen in that. Like, it's a it's a trick with like the distance in which you place objects in the scene, and so it's all in in camera. It's really cool how they pull it off, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely it doesn't feel dated or anything like that. I love the aesthetic, and that's something that only I would appreciate now. Like I wasn't sitting there; I was like a middle schooler, like yeah, oh man, look at these tricks they're pulling out. This is great. Yeah, oh, s- stop motion. What a like they're paying homage to Rudolph, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh. You know, I, I really like that. Also, that's one thing that I love. And there's a, another thing that I think is is really cool. And I didn't even like I didn't I didn't even notice that until I actually watched the the documentary. But a lot of the scenes in New York are shot like guerrilla style, and they didn't have like extras in it. So it's almost kind of like it, Ali G would be, would have been going on right when they were filming this. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So maybe they were like influenced a little bit by that. Elf is the but, original Borat. So we're trying to say kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but knowing that those scenes are even funnier now. Cause there's a scene where, um, he says hi to Santa and like, you know, crossing the street. Yeah, it's like a guy in like it's, a red, like red sweatsuit yeah. or whatever. And he just walks up. He's like, Santa, Santa. He's like, oh, you're not Santa. Yeah. And he walks away. The guy doesn't say anything. He just looks at him like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. So I really, I thought that was really cool. Um, the way they shot that also kind of different for a Christmas movie, you know? Yeah. There are still things like now from the movie where, especially like when I was in the city, like, if you're like gonna, you're not paying all full attention, and like you almost step out on the curb, and there's taxis coming, and you just go, "Yellow ones don't stop." Like I think about that line all the time. And that's, yeah, that's from this, and I think, um, yeah, like it. I think they did a really good job, like capturing the essence of New York, even though most of this movie's not even shot in New York. Again, I th- I feel like we're just gonna quote that documentary like the whole time because there's so much cool information in it. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. We're not just gonna tell you everything ab- about the documentary, <laughs> especially if you watch that and then you listen to this episode and it's just like they're just repeating, repeating everything. But there were like a lot of really cool things. Like most of the scenes of this movie were shot at like one location that they had to like kind of doctor all the different rooms yeah, they to make it. it. Yeah, so I, I think that that's just, like, a really cool element. And, like, at, at no point when you're watching the movie and these scenes are you, like, oh, obviously this is all from the same building. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a really good job dressing everything up and making every location feel different. Yeah. But point I wanted to make, and maybe this is more of, like, a grander point for, like, towards the end of the review or whatever. I honestly don't have, like, a ton of notes because, I, obviously, I couldn't have... I didn't have access to rewatch the movie again uh, right before recording, but something that I, I might've brought up on the show or I might've just brought up to you when we were discussing all of these, the movies for the bracket, 
if you really think about it, I believe Elf is the last Christmas movie made to be a classic. I think it's the most recent classic Christmas movie that's been made. Yeah, I would agree with that. And this was made in what, 2005-ish? 2003, I think. 2003, yeah. yeah. So that's crazy to think about. 17 years and there hasn't been... Yeah, you're right, 2003, I remember. So um, yeah, that that long. And there's been other Christmas movies made, but none of them feel like classics. And then even before that, it's like... It doesn't feel like there's a new Christmas classic made all too often. Yeah. Although Grinch probably was around the same time, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Do you consider the Jim Carrey Grinch? To be, I consider elf to be like a Christmas classic. Now I feel like it's a must watch around this season. Yeah. Do you feel the same way about Grinch? I mean, I did watch Grinch this season, so I guess my answer would be yes, but I, I think it's yes, but I also think a lot of that comes from, I love Jim Carrey. Right. And I think there's nostalgia, but I mean, technically speaking, like as as critics, Elf is a better movie, like top to bottom, a better movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would so, I'll agree with that. Um, I also just think for me personally, like I think I like the Grinch character more. Okay. Like, like I think uh, more than Buddy. Yeah, just in general. I mean, I grew up as a kid watching the the cartoon. old school cartoons. Yeah. So like I watched the original Grinch all the time. So I remember. I was in sixth grade when that Grinch movie came out, you know, Jim Carrey's coming off of like Ace Ventura and Liar Liar, which I loved as a kid at the time. So I'm like, oh, it's that was like one of the first times I can actually think of where it was like a actor or someone in movies that I like really liked and had a reason behind why I really liked them. And they were Mm -hmm. making something that I knew the source material and was really excited about it. Yeah. So I remember even as a kid, I was like really stoked for that movie. And I remember thinking as a kid, even it's not like this movie's not great, but I remember thinking like, wow, they actually took something that's like 20 minutes long and like put stuff in it to actually like, that doesn't feel like filler. Like was actually a little bit interesting because I like a lot of this, like look at that hack job and stuff like that. Like I I still think that's really funny. I consider the Grinch a a Christmas classic, but I think a lot of that is, it's not based on the quality of the movie. It's based on like nostalgia and the people involved and like stuff like that. So yeah, I wonder what like the younger generation, like people who didn't grow up with that. Cause even, even for us, we were already 12, 13 years old by the time that movie came out. So like, I wonder what people who are like, whatever, Gen, Gen Z now, like, oh, do they give a shit about the Grinch movie or do they watch it and be like, this is weird and not not very good? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Elf would transcend better. To, I think so. And like you said, it's it really, like, stands up against the test of time, whereas I feel like the Grinch movie, you can feel its age because of its the CGI heaviness on it. And then... Um, you know, it depends on people's familiarity with Jim Carrey. How do they know Jim Carrey now? What was their introduction to him? Mm-hmm. Shit, a lot of them, their introduction might be the Grinch. Like, maybe when they were younger, like, their parents showed them the Grinch. So maybe there is a nostalgia for them. I don't know. But uh, that was something that I had thought about where I was just like, yeah, I don't think there's been a movie made late, more recently, that would be considered a Christmas classic. I was trying to, like, rack my brain for, like, other Christmas movies, and I'm just like, yeah, those are all dog shit. <laughs> these are all fucking terrible. Yeah. I don't know what it is about like Christmas movies where I th- I just feel like, especially now they're super formulaic and they just feel 
hollow. Maybe it's just a, it's a fa- it's a product of the business. Like the business is so so much a business, and Christmas has been so monetized mm-hmm. that a Christmas movie just feels like. Because they're all they're all the same. It's just like it's either ah, I don't care about Christmas. You have a Scrooge type story. They follow the Scrooge format where they don't care about Christmas. Mm-hmm. And blah blah blah. Or you have a a Grinch format where it's like it's not about the presents. It's about about like love and family and all of this and spreading cheer and stuff like that. But those are the only two Christmas movies they make now. It's either you hate Christmas and you don't participate, <laughs> or you participate in Christmas but you don't understand the meaning. Yeah. You know, and that those are the only two movies they make anymore. Well, that's that's the thing about Elf is, and it, this is weird because I'm actually going to mention this in a couple episodes, something very similar when I talk about Hereditary. <laughs> so okay. this is weird, but if you were to take out the Christmas aspect of Elf, you would still have at its heart a movie about a father and son. Like the actual story of Elf is someone trying to, form a bond with their father that they've haven't had in their life they, their entire time. Yeah. Like that's actually the story of elf. And it's not so much like, Oh, we need to like bring the family together for the holidays and like celebrating passed out presents and stuff like that. Like that's not that the thing with elf and like I'm not saying hereditary is about Christmas, but right. hereditary, if you take out the horror, it's still a family movie. Right you now. So it's not family it's in the family. sense. It's, it's a, a family. movie about family. Oh, yeah. No, it's a family movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, that I th- actually think that's probably the biggest reason why I think Elf has stayed. I want to so. Sorry, we've been talking we talked a lot about Jim Carrey. Yeah. And now we mentioned Hereditary. Yeah. And I really want to cut together like a YouTube like for a vi- uh, video for YouTube of Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. Mhm. But like almost deep fake the audio. Okay. And place him in Hereditary. <laughs> We got no food. We've got no jobs. Our daughter's heads are falling off. (laughs) That would be good. Spoiler for hereditary. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about though with like, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Um, It just threw my brain to a different place entirely. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Elf. I mean, I don't know if you have any negative. Elf does have a few negatives for me. Like I'm not the biggest fan of the third act of Elf. It does. Okay. Yes. I feel like it's definitely a little weak. Like it doesn't really stick the landing well enough, Mm -hmm. but it's tough. I don't know how else I would have wanted it to end. Like usually like if there's a movie where I'm just like, Oh man, you know, the ending's like a little bit soft. I feel like they could have changed this and this, like for this one, I'm like, I feel that like, I feel like it's not as strong as the rest of the film. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't have any like ideas for like how would you make it better, you know? Yeah. So it's it's I see it, but I also don't judge it too harshly because I'm like, hey, I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I uh for me like the the third act becomes the most um like I feel like Elf feels so, like very original for the majority of the movie, and then the third act feels like something we've seen from other family Christmas movies, where yeah. it's like, oh, Santa slays, like we everyone needs to come together to help Santa out, yeah, and like, so I don't know, I'm not a big fan of the third act. Every time I watch it, I usually start getting disinterested towards the third act. So I don't know, I I lose a little interest there. And then the only other thing that I have that I just straight up dislike in the movie, and it's the same complaint I have with the Santa Claus. 
fucking hate the son, hate the younger kid oh. in both movies. And it's funny because why is that always the case? You should be sympathetic towards these kids because <laughs> they have the worst fathers who don't care about them. So you should be like, man, poor guy. But then the kid is such a fucking dweeb. <laughs> and you're just like, bro, you don't even deserve a dad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the Santa Claus, it's because the kid is such a fucking brat. Like, yeah, he he's so annoying. And he, like, fucks Tim over multiple times in the movie. Yeah. And this and that. So, like, I just, I don't like the kid in that one. And this one, I find his relationship with Buddy, like, very, like, half-assed, kind of. Yeah. Like, literally, like, he is sketched out and really embarrassed by him. And then they win a snowball fight. And then they're all literally best friends. Yeah. And then, like. But that's a, <laughs> that's a staple for Will Ferrell movies. Look at him. Look at him and John C. Riley and Step Brothers. It's the same thing. Yeah. They just they just do karate in the garage, <laughs> and, and they're best friends. friends. <laughs> Somehow, I feel like it was it felt more natural in Step Brothers than in this. It definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I want to watch Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, I think those are my my two only like really big complaints. I think the movie's super funny. Still, I love the aesthetic and. Uh, for the most part, I think the script is really original. Yeah. I My biggest complaint, and I think it's actually a complaint of yours and you don't even know it, is that um, we didn't get to see more in that shower scene. <laughs> With Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What, what the hell? They should have they should have done like an overhead shot. <laughs> yeah. No, an un, like an undershot like from yeah, the floor. Right. <laughs> from the drain. <laughs> they, oh. they, they go really gorilla with it. Oh, that drain <laughs> shot in Elf. What a classic. <laughs> they go really gorilla. Yeah, they got Roger Deakins for that one. It's going to say they, they go really gorilla and they just got like a guy who like went in the drain and filmed it. Yeah. And then just, <laughs> just slapped it in the editing room. <laughs> yeah. He really slapped it in the editing oh, room. Oh, yeah. He was slapping it <laughs> yeah, over and over again. Oh, man. Yeah, no, that, that's a huge negative for me, too. Actually, <laughs> it takes it down a few grades, actually. It's like, what a tease. <laughs> what a tease. No, but... Um, I actually do like that aspect to it, though. It, it, like, the love interest part of the movie doesn't really feel natural, but I, like, I don't also completely disbelieve it like I do in some other movies. Yeah. In a lot of Will Ferrell movies, usually it's way worse than this. Yeah. No, because Zoe Deschanel is a beautiful woman, but she's not like the classic movie, like Bombshell or whatever, you know? I think that does that does this movie a good service mm-hmm. and, to, and stuff, too. Like, it's also interesting because the movie, it doesn't make it so that it's just like, everybody's like, where's your Christmas spirit? but there's only one Scrooge like in this, like I feel like they made the world is the Scrooge. Like nobody believe, like it's not like there's yeah. a, like buddy is really like the only one who's overflowing with this, this Christmas spirit. And everybody else is just like, no, like we're in New York. Like it's a harsh fucking cruel world. Like we don't, you don't give a shit about this right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not like he just showed up and like everybody loves Christmas except for his dad. And everybody's just like, oh, where's your spirit? It's like, <laughs> yeah. he is slowly charming each person one by one. And I feel like that's a cool element that you don't really see 
in Christmas movies, it usually is just you have the one curmudgeon that needs to learn about Christmas. And here it's just here's this guy from the North Pole who knows Christmas is real, Santa is real, all of this. And his his behavior is infectious and spreading throughout everybody. It's like the scene in the mailroom is like a perfect example of mm-hmm. that. He's in this like harsh environment and you think like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna drown down here. And then he actually turns the place around. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> yeah, no, like I really don't have much on negatives. Like I don't I don't have anything outside of like what what you had mentioned. Like I think this movie is like lightning in a bottle and I'm, I'm glad they never tried to make a sequel, you know, knock on wood, they probably will. But that's something that in today's day and age, when, cause it was a hit, it was a huge hit. Yeah. So for it to, for it to do that and then them not be, be like, Hey, we need to make another one of these. I think is a, is a good idea. Yeah. And just leave it alone. I don't think you could recapture that magic. Like what else could you do with the buddy story? Yeah. They made like a uh, spinoff. I didn't dare watch it, but I'm, I'm assuming oh, yeah. it's, it's poop. It's animated. Oh, and it's yeah, a musical. I'm not, no, I'm not watching that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you want to get to tomato tomato? Do it. All right, tomato tomato. The critics they're bringing this in at an 84 percent. Nice. B tomato B. seems kind of low. Um, I don't know. Oh, it was just kind of just going off of like how it felt like critics received it. Yeah. Oh, I almost expected it a little bit higher, but that's okay. Higher or lower, do you think the audience score is? I think the audience score is higher. The audience score, the tomato, they're bringing it in at a 79%. It's lower. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the the audience, they hate this movie. They say that they would never vote for it on a bracket. Oh, yeah. I hear that. (laughs) They fucking hate it. Do you think some of that is people in current day like they just got out of Holmes and Watson and they were like, I'm going to go back and negatively review every single Will Ferrell movie as punishment. <laughs> Maybe Cause that, I almost did that. I was like, I'm even going to go on the movies that I like of his and just trash them because of what he put me through in this movie. And yeah. down, between that and downhill, oh, oh. he's, he is trying to get me to stop this podcast. He's trying to become the first person to win two duties, but the bad one. Yeah. <laughs> He might. He, he, it's, he just it's, might. It's a possibility. You know what? You know what I think it is though. Like the majority of people who are voting or like you know going on and writing a review on Rotten Tomatoes, grownups, adults. They're, yeah, they're. I feel like callous assholes. Basically, <laughs> I was gonna say I think they're they're young adults who probably typically seem to be the most cynical. Yeah, and they need to learn the meaning of Christmas. Yeah, that would be. We should write a Christmas movie. And it's about some sort of like magic or elves or something that like go out and like counteract like internet trolls <laughs> and teach them the meaning of Christmas. But if they don't get it, then we like feed them to like a incinerator or something. Someone who fights internet trolls, but then gets guns strapped to his hands. Yeah. <laughs> they already made the movie. Yeah. It's guns akimbo <laughs> for Christmas. Well, he's in Harry Potter, which is a Christmas movie. Guns of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you going with, though? What's your What's your grade? I'm going to say tomato. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to score this a little bit higher. Okay. Maybe not much higher, the more I think about it. Because this isn't, like, as much as I'm like, you know what? This is, like, a, a modern, classic Christmas movie. This isn't one where I'm, like, in a rush to see it every year or I'm like I don't watch it every single year like it yeah. is 
I think it is a movie that is definitely deserved of a spot in your holiday movie watching extravaganza, but there's not a lot that I dislike about it. It's just not, um, not a movie I like flock to immediately. So I'll say tomato. I think I'm going to bump it up just a little bit and say B plus. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm going right with the critics. I'm at B tomato and B. There you go. Yeah. Which is good. Like that's still a really that's a fun movie. Like a B is a great score. Yeah, I uh, you know I I feel like for the most part we we were very positive about it. It still is not my favorite Christmas movie. Like me neither. At all. Like um, I do think it's funny. I don't think it's a masterpiece or anything like that. Classic doesn't mean masterpiece. That's important. Yeah, I still like it, but there are a you know. A good amount of things that I that I dislike, an entire third act, which I'm not crazy about, but yeah, overall, like, I still really like it. It was actually my brother was talking about today. He said he thinks Elf is like top three favorite Christmas movie for him. But your brother's also four years younger, five years younger. Yeah, four, four years younger. Okay, mm-hmm. so that see, that's kind of like what I was thinking with, um, kind of like the opposite effect of the Jim Carrey Grinch, where I'm like, I bet you, especially for like the Gen Gen Z, which I don't think your brother's. Would he be Gen Z? No. no, Gen Z's like current. Okay, that's current. But still, I I feel like Elf would resonate more with younger audiences now still, you know? Mm-hmm. As opposed to some other quote-unquote Christmas classics. Because like the ones that like we grew up watching, like a lot of them I'm kind of burnt out on. Like Christmas Story is like a great example of that. Like, yeah. Like you said, it is like the Christmas movie. And when I was a kid, yeah, fuck yeah, they're on a Christmas story. I watch that, yeah, tradition, blah blah blah. And now I'm just like, I don't want to watch a fucking second of that movie. <laughs> I I will not waste any more of my life on that movie. There's one section of that movie that uh, physically makes me sick watching it. What? It's when his brother's eating the mashed potatoes. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't like mashed potatoes already. Oh, oh, yeah. A little fun fact. It's a it's a texture thing. Like I fucking yeah. hate the oh, way. That's how I am with refried beans. They, yeah. I have tried like people would be like, oh, you don't like them? I'm like, no, I don't like them. I know. It's like, well, when's the last time you tried them? I'm like, I don't know, maybe like 10 years. Like, well, maybe you like them now. I'm like, do you want yeah, you want to see me do this? <laughs> the second they're in my mouth, it triggers my gag reflex. Really? Yeah, it's like bad. Like it, but it's a texture thing and a smell and a taste. They're just disgusting. It's garbage food for garbage <laughs> people. It's basically bean vomit. <laughs> I hate refried beans, but sorry. The, no, <laughs> sorry, okay. everybody. I was going to say that that one scene though, like I remember <laughs> this is almost like 10 years ago, but I remember we were watching it and the kids smashing the mashed potatoes in his face and he's oinking. And I, oh, yeah. I think I, I think I said out loud, I was like, what a fucking slob. <laughs> <laughs> You're like offended. Yeah. <laughs> this kid's like six years old. Yeah. What filth. <laughs> yeah. You scoundrel. Get a job. <laughs> yeah. You hack. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, man. What a what a delightful, joyous Christmas episode this has been. Sleigh bells ring. Are you two dudes? <laughs> Here's a movie for you to review. Have a holly jolly commute with your <laughs> the two dudes. <laughs> oh no, no one's commuting. <laughs> no one's commuting. You don't have to commute. No one will be commuting for. For probably like another six months. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, right. Brianna just got the vaccine. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
Damn, you guys are getting everything before everyone else. You got three PS5s. Brianna got a vaccine. I mean, she's also a doctor. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess that's fair. fair. No, you should have lied to the Swampies. Be like, yeah, Brianna got the vaccine. Like, oh, really? How did she get it? They're like, well, she works at Sunoco, so. (laughs) We just walked into a CVS. (laughs) Yeah, they were just handing them out. Like, you schmucks want one? (laughs) One thing I will say about the vaccine, and this is kind of... I don't even know why we're talking about this right now, but uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, exactly. There's people that are afraid to get it. And I don't, I don't understand that. Okay. Because the only reason I say this is because like I talked to Brianna about it and she was telling me what like everyone within like doctors and stuff are saying, like, right. like the actual it's, it's seen, le- yeah. legitimate professionals, yeah. the people, the doctors, scientists who actually know yeah. this to, stuff basically like to an outsider it seems like the vaccines were rushed and that's why they're like i don't want to get it like right away like this thing like they put it out like too quickly but this the vaccine was easy to much easier to make uh or like you know um yeah like test and make and stuff well, like that wasn't it founded like based off of like previous like sars vaccines and things well, like that they already had kind of the foundation for the vaccine coronavirus is already a thing like right coronavirus was a thing before COVID-19 started. Right. So they already had, it's a different strain. They already had another, they already had something to go off of. So they already knew how to combat it. It was just, how do we get rid of this, this one? And also when a new, like when something else like pops up, it's usually not a pandemic. So it takes longer to read like research because it's you not have as, less cases yeah. to base so that like, off of. It was much easier to get people to test the vaccine this time around because it was a wide, you know, global pandemic. Yeah. Didn't so, I saw a thing. Didn't they like, test this vaccine on like four times the normal amount of people who like the vaccines, most other vaccines are tested on. It's yeah. Like I think something so. insane. Like the, the pool of people that they had to use for tests on this was astronomically wider because yeah, like what you said, like it's a pandemic, there are more cases of it. Whereas before, like with bird flu, there were far fewer cases. Yeah. But then also when you have a pandemic and all of these countries are like, this became priority and the real way to get a vaccine done is putting bodies on the work and funding it. Mm -hmm. So if the money is going towards the vaccine and there are enough scientists and doctors and there's enough time put into it, then that's how you do it. A hundred doctors working on a vaccine might get it done in a year, but all these other ones, they only had 20 and they didn't have the same resources. Yeah. But this has become such a number one priority. I get why it can come out so fast. I I don't think there should be too much concern about, about that aspect of it. But I also don't know what that has to do with (laughs) Christmas movies. Or dick jokes, which are the only things that we should be doing right now. Well, you shoot the vaccine into your dick. (laughs) Oh, well, then I guess I'm not getting it. I thought you were going to say, well, then I'm definitely getting it. I'm definitely getting it. Can you fill it up with, I was going to say, can you fill me up with two vaccines? I really need to puff this boy up. I was going to say, there's a lot, there's a lot of swelling by, from the vaccine. Oh, okay. Then I'm definitely going to get a few of them. (laughs) People get them right before they go on a date. Imagine the COVID vaccine becomes like the PS5. Like people like, people like you are scoping out Best Buy. They get like three vaccines (laughs) and they start flipping them on eBay for a thousand bucks a pop. I thought you were going to (laughs) say the vaccine becomes like those like gas station dick pills. Oh, that'd be amazing. (laughs) you take you take it but then you realize you accidentally took one of the dick pills and not the vaccine just be like i'm having trouble breathing but my i'm fucking rock hard 
There was a kid at my old job that used to like take those before you go on dates, and he was always like, "Why?" I, I don't know, but he he said he's like, "Yeah, like I'm going out tonight." He's like, "I gotta hurry, like gotta work, I gotta book it, like I gotta go home, gotta get dressed, gotta go to the gas station, gotta get a baby arm pill." <laughs> I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay. <laughs> there was like another one he called like the Rhino. <laughs> nice. How old is this guy? He's our age. What the fuck are you doing? You can't you can't figure it out. <laughs> you can't keep it going. Every advantage you can get on the ice. <laughs> no, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would know. You would know. All right, man. Well, maybe I'll try that stuff. I see, I hear like another <laughs> in other podcasts. They're always talking about Blue Chew. What's it's, that? It's it's like a chewable tablet type thing, and uh, it's it, apparently it has like certain ingredients that are like in like Viagra and Cialis and stuff. But it like it doesn't necessarily just give you a boner it just makes it that like when you like you're easily aroused like it's it's easier for like blood to go there oh, okay. and when it does it's like there no. <laughs> like this, gonna say, like, that's what i've heard from like the testimonials on like because a few podcasts i know like have advertisement from them we should try and get blue chew to advertise oh yeah Check us out do. on OnlyFans.com backslash two dudes one movie. <laughs> Blue Blue Chew is just like a it's a Viagra package that has like a big league chew. Dude, I would love that. <laughs> Be sweet. Just chewing gum and pulling pud. The guy, I was gonna say the, the package has like the guy with the baseball bat, but he's holding it in between his legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I got your Louisville slugger right here. <laughs> perfect yeah. i can't think of a better way great how do how did we end up i made a i was just joking when i said like we're not talking about movies christmas or dick jokes mm-hmm. but it did actually turn back around to a dick joke yeah see it all comes back around we're professionals on the show yeah we are professional <laughs> dick jokers <laughs> i'm in the new movie dick joker <laughs> <laughs> it's about my dick's descent into madness. madness. <laughs> Just my dick. I am a normal person, but my dick is like shooting Robert De Niro in the face, face. and like setting cop cars on fire. He's, he's wearing a red suit with makeup on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect. Like little puppet. We should make that movie. Dick Joker. Go to our OnlyFans <laughs> <laughs> to see Dick Joker. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Enough of all that. I'm happy we got to do this. We are hoping that you guys had a great holiday season, whatever holiday that may be. And we hope uh, everybody's staying safe and being a, a fucking cool dude. Exactly. That's, that's guys and girls. Girls can be dudes, too. If you've learned anything from Less Than Jake and or Good Burger, it's that we're all dudes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you guys know what to do. You can check us out on social media at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. You can follow me at Sky Two Dudes if you want to on Instagram. And you can follow me at Colin Two Dudes if you want to on Instagram. And you can check out TwoDudesMovieReviews.com for merch and all that stuff. And if you want to win free merch, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Do it. Do it. Just do it. That's our Christmas present from the Swampies to us. You guys... It costs you zero dollars. It takes you two seconds. Someone's like, I don't own an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I had to go to AT&T, fair. buy a new phone. <laughs> yeah, that is fair. It actually could cost you a fuck ton of money. <laughs> no, you don't need an iPhone. If you have a, if you have an iTunes account. Yeah. Like, most people have iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when I didn't have like Apple products, I had iTunes. Yeah. Just do it. You fuck. 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you can get it. Just Let's sign into your fucking Apple account and then just write us a review. Yeah, now I'm pissed. Yeah, when you're sitting when you're sitting around the table with your with your lame ass family, or if you're sitting at by yourself on Christmas, just fucking do that. Give us a review. <laughs> It'll make you feel better. There's nothing better than sitting around the tree with your family giving us five star reviews. Like it's like yeah. You know, you sit around the U log or something like that. You're just like, hey, like, let's sit around the fire and fucking review podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. In silence. In all silence. you hear is just the tapping of an iPhone. Silent <laughs> night. Two dudes night. <laughs> Write a review on Apple. <laughs> Five star review is preferred, <laughs> but anything will do. <laughs> we'll take anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it all. Oh man! Hey, it's not how expensive it is. It's the thought that counts. You know yeah, what I mean, it's, it's, it's not. The, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> it's that hoe over there that counts. <laughs> She's review my podcast, then yeah, I will totally agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we gotta end this. Yeah. So y'all do that. Y'all do that stuff. Have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that. We'll probably be back for the New Year. Uh, this episode will pr- might come out on Christmas, by the way. Just so you know, Colin. Mm-hmm. I might be working on this a little bit later tonight, and then Christmas morning late morning afternoon so but who knows i might be a liar it might not come out until saturday or sunday oh we'll (laughs) find out the hard way but until then uh, i saw two dudes kissing santa claus (laughs) underneath the movie theater last night the marquee (laughs) the marquee (laughs) last night (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we gotta find a way to do uh like um Rudolph. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. I said two dudes the red nosed Oh no, we did do that. We did Rudolph. Okay, we did do Rudolph. What didn't we do? Hmm. I was that's what I, I was thinking of more too. That's how I got to mo- I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, grandma got run over by a reindeer. Two dudes got run over by no grandma got run over by two dudes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Coming home from the movie theaters Christmas Eve. That sounds very assaulty. You could say there's no such thing as two dudes. <laughs> but as for me and grandpa, we're gonna leave. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so until then, Saga Swampies. <laughs>